Jesus has a lot to say about what it means to be the bread of life. And even though most of what we're going to be reading over the next several weeks is mostly Jesus talking about these kind of large, esoteric, um, um, intangible subjects being the bread of life, there's a real story and real people happening here in the midst of it. See, last week we read about Jesus feeding these people. Real bread that filled their bellies and fish. And there was so much. There was an abundance of food, even food left over. And the people, the 5,000 people who had gathered, they were amazed. They were shocked. They wanted more. I imagine if we encountered someone who could that easily feed so many people walking down the street, we would want to start following them too. Jesus has gone over to the other side of the Lake of Galilee, and the people who were so amazed and so interested, they have said, we have to follow him. We have to go where he is going. So they do. They, f- they trek all the way around. They don't have boats to get in, so they, they go the long way. And they go around, and they find him again, and they say, teacher, teacher, why do you leave? And why do you come over here? And more importantly, what do we need to do to get some more of that bread? That's, I think, what they were asking when they said, what must we do to do the work of God? You see, they don't fully understand who Jesus is yet, but they know that he gave them bread just like their ancestors, the Israelites, had received bread in the desert, in the wilderness, for generations. So they knew something is important here, and they knew Jesus was doing the work of God. So instead of chasing Jesus down all the time, they say, well, why don't we get the skill to have enough bread to do the work of God ourselves. Jesus, why don't you just teach us how to do a miracle? I think Jesus' answer to this question is interesting. But first off, I think the question itself is interesting. How often have we said to ourselves, what do I need to do? to do the work of God? What do I need to do to make everything the way I want it? To make sure there's enough in just the right places? To help someone I love who is sick? What do I need to do to cause a miracle? I think especially those of us who have been raised in a life of faith, but also raised in a Western culture where control and doing it ourselves is such an important value. We sometimes think our life of faith must be about something we can control. If I get up an extra half hour early and pray with God, will that do it? If I give a full 10% of all of my income before taxes, will that do it? If I go to church every Sunday, never missing a day, 
Will that be enough? What must I do to do the works of God? God, I've got this. I'll take care of it so you can be busy with the bigger problems of the world somewhere else. As a perfectionist and a child who always wanted to be perfect, I got those attendance stickers in Sunday school, perfect attendance all year long. Luckily, I didn't get sick very often. So I know I have asked this question. And that's why Jesus' answer is so interesting. He doesn't teach them how to invite others to share. He doesn't teach them magic words or phrases or correct prayers to say to have an abundance of bread. He knows that they're looking for that ability to fill their bellies again and again. They're people who are hungry. But he also knows that that is not the work that God has called God's people to do. Instead, Jesus says, the work of God is to believe in the one he sent. Just believe. Sounds easy. Sounds maybe too easy. So I believe that Jesus is the Son of God and I'm done? In some ways, yes. Our faith is fairly simple. We share a creed. We repeat it every Sunday. We believe that God created everything. We believe that Jesus is God's son and Jesus died for our sins and those sins of the world. We believe in the Holy Spirit still working through us today. That's it. We could come every Sunday, say our creed, receive the supper, and call it good. And that is good. But I think there's more in the word believe than just an intellectual assent, than just saying the creed and calling it good. You see, believe, believing, it's about trust. And trusting is about resting in relationship. And when you start asking for that, it gets a lot more out of our personal control and might sound a lot harder. Believe in Jesus, God's Son. Trust Jesus. Rest in your relationship with Jesus even when you can't see him in flesh and blood in front of you. Even when it seems that everything in the world is falling apart. Even when it seems like there will never be enough, enough bread, enough clean water, enough shelter, enough love, enough cooperation. Believe, trust God, and trust God enough that you don't have to control everything and have a hand on everything. 
because that is a journey towards frustration and failure. So I was thinking this week as I was reading through these scriptures, how do we believe in God? How do we do this one work asked of us? How do we have faith? And step one is God gives us faith. God gives us the spark of God's own spirit that there is more going on than what's just in front of us. That there is a God who is engaged in this world, in our lives, who sees the problems of the world, weeps with those who suffer, and, in, and is working towards good, towards reconciliation. So we have that spark, that spark of faith. And then I kept thinking, and I looked at Paul's letter to the Ephesians, where Paul is teaching the church how to be in relationship with one another. And I realized we get to meet God when we're in relationship with one another. I have seen it here in this church. I have seen it in many other communities of faith in my life. When we are honestly in, and authentically in relationship with one another, holy things happen. Trusting and faithful things happen because God is there with us. When we genuinely care for one another, for each other's well-being and joy and happiness, and when we know when there's grief and we take care of each other, God is present in that, and we are doing the work of God. When we can sit together in an uncomfortable space where we don't always agree, but we know that God is there with us, drawing us together, when we trust that we're going to be okay and that this is worth it, God is present in those relationships. When we can share our true, deep feelings with each other, even when they aren't easy or light or comfortable. When we can truly see each other as children of God, then we are doing the work of God. God is showing up in the body of Christ. The body of Christ that is gathered right here. I can't turn our communion loaf of bread, which is a piece of naan, into enough to feed 5,000. Not all on my own. But when we gather together our resources and what we have, we can feed the world when we trust that God will work through us, not alone, but in a community, miracles do happen. So how do we do the work of God? Not by ourselves, 
Because the work of God is to believe that God is present, that Jesus' spirit is here with us now, working through us and working through our neighbor and maybe that other neighbor and even that guy that we're really not sure about. Because when we trust that God is present, that God sees us for who we are, then we can see each other. We can show up with our whole selves. And we will find out that there is so much more when we're gathered together than when we're apart. Amen.